Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 82, the Christmas themed episode where we will not play any Christmas songs. Yeah, we kind of did, did that last year, didn't we? So we don't need we to did. do that again. Yeah. I mean, we already played the Ramones, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Everything else is sort of a letdown after that, isn't it? It is, and it's fun. Like, every punk punk, ugh, punk podcast out there, they all do it, and they all play the normal ones, like the Vandals, Oi to the World, or, you know, yeah. Fuck Christmas, Gotta go, gotta go get some deep cuts, man. We gotta go get down some deep cuts, some, you know, some Vaseline's or something. Funnily enough, what's if, what's his face? Um, our, our friend John in, uh, in Japan, his band just recorded a Christmas song. Did they really? <laughs> Which he sent me a he sent me a wave file of, so I'd have to convert that to MP3. But you know, seeing as it's Boxing I Day today, guess that it's it's less uh, less less sacred than secular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and to tell you the truth, I had a hard time understanding what what some of the words were. But you know, <laughs> um, I can guarantee with one of John's songs, there's probably a lot of swearing in it. Mm. <laughs> I think that's but a anyway. good, good bet. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by my English friend. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, and that's Neil, of course. We're yes. glad to be back with you. We are. And of course, our you know Christmas specials, as it were, will be you know probably come to you early January. So yeah, you probably. can relive relive the joy of the season, <laughs> if yeah. only for an hour or two. Yeah, on the 26th, is, is there really much joy of the season left? It just seems kind of depressing when you wake up. So it's Boxing Day, right? It is. It is Boxing Day. Yes. How many is um, there's a, there's a lot of like semi-official reasons of why it's called Boxing Day, but basically what it was, at least for me, this would be the day when you didn't see immediate family. This would be the day that you would see like distant family, like cousins mm. or stuff like that, that you don't see particularly often. So, uh, yeah, this would be the day for that. So, you know, but it would, the good thing about it was, you know, you'd have all your presents from your immediate family on, on Christmas Day and in yep. Boxing Day, you'd get the presents from, you know, for, like I said, from cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff like that that you went to visit and yeah oftentimes they'd be kind of shit but still it's still nice to have some say, when, when you're a kid bothered like with cousin gifts or anything well when you're a kid it's still nice to get things wrapped up yeah. even if they're kind of shit right yeah, I suppose. yeah well yeah. I, guess, I guess you actually celebrated properly then because we did go over to my uh mom's side of the family today saw quite a few of my cousins hmm. i'm the i'm the oldest cousin on both sides of the family so most of my cousins are younger, even though all they're all adults now, mostly. Some of them have kids, little kids. So you got a pretty big family, fun. right? Pretty big family. Uh, yeah, my mom's one of uh, five. My dad's one of six. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, we have a big extended family. And then, of course, I got four kids, so we have a big Yeah, that's a big group. family, too. So, yeah, my oldest son's married. So, yeah, we got we have a pretty good, our, our just our, like, immediate family is seven. Matter of fact, our immediate family, we can't even dine together. Well, because you don't like each other? <laughs> <laughs> you can only have six to a group. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Inside. But uh, yeah, it's going to be weird, man. The restaurants and bars will not be open for New Year's. It'll be the first year in years where, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll stay home and eat pizza or play cards or something. I don't know. It's it's so the the rules. I drink. So I mean, the rules just keep on changing, and it doesn't make any sense because it's not like this thing is. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's funny. I know. I, I, I know. Once again, I, it's it feels political, so I don't really want to talk about. It, but it's it's craziness. Um, no, but the it's political. Yes, it is political. But the rules just don't make any sense. I, I mean, because well, they're so California, inconsistent. You know. Well, California is one of the been one of the strictest areas, and they're just getting they're getting killed. Right. Um, so it's 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 interesting. I don't know. Um, 
man, I I hope that I hope that we're not having this freaking conversation next Christmas. Well, that's yeah, that's something else for us to talk about, isn't it? Um, as to what we're looking forward to in 2021, and maybe we will do another show this year. We've got it's 26 a day, so we got another five days, right? So it is in fact it is in fact Boxing Day today. It is Boxing Day, so maybe we should maybe we should hold that conversation off to maybe our last show of the year. What do you think? I don't know. I don't dare have hopes and dreams for 2021. <laughs> hopes and dreams. Because I had hopes and dreams for 2020, and I kind of, you know, came around to bite me in the ass. So. Well, the biggest hope and dream, right, is this: is the is the vaccine actually does its job and things start to get back to normal as people get vaccinated, right? That that's the that's the big hope and dream, right? Then by April or May, you know, a lot of people might have been vaccinated and the numbers start to come down. Um, coming but, down actually in Michigan pretty good. So I I, I don't know. Assume, assuming you can even believe the numbers. Well, every, you know, every other time in history, vaccines generally traditionally take a very long time. Every other time in history where you got a vaccine for something, the disease was already on the was already more or less eradicated. On the that's wane, just the way it, yeah, that's the way it works. I mean, I mean, it's wonderful that we have this polio vaccine, but polio was on the way out. You know, by the time the vaccine was figured out. Now, don't get me wrong; nobody wants to get polio. I don't think it's that great of a disease to get. <laughs> The, you know, True enough. So. Words to live by from the Punk Till I Die podcast. They, they, Don't get polio. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, well, this is by far the fastest they've ever done something. So while I will never say never, as far as you know, I'm oh, not going to be. Hold on one second, man. That's the that's the postman ringing my doorbell. So Uh-oh. hold on a second. I got to get it before the package gets stolen. Hold on. More records for Neil probably doesn't need. I'll try to get him started on the post office again because holy cow. The private messages he sends me, brutal, brutal. One of us play a song. Why don't you play a song? Okay. I'll tell. I'll tell some stories while you're unboxing. Okay. All right. Um, okay. The first song I'm going to play today. These are. The, I mean, it's a loose theme, right? Uh, the theme is going to be either records we received at Christmas or <laughs> records <laughs> records that we ordered, like. Like three months ago that just haven't been delivered yet. Thanks, USPS. Um, but um, I did order some interesting stuff, um, some of which I have, some of which I don't have yet. The first thing I'm going to play is... Um, this is actually... in this. I, I got two French bands, believe it or not. Um, have you ever heard the band Stinky Toys, Tom? No. No. They were not particularly... Not particularly well known. They were a French punk band from like '77. They played. Um, they played with the Pistols in in France. They played with the Clash, a few few things back then. So they had an album and they had a couple of singles. And this is and I ordered their first single. Um, it's called Driver Blues. Actually, it was like a double A side, but uh, Driver Blues is a better song. So um, I am going to play the um, Stinky Toys with the song Driver Blues. <laughs>
there. That was Driver Blues by Stinky, by the uh, beautifully named Stinky Toys from, uh, I think they're from Paris, I do believe. And, mm. you know, not that anyone's going to refute me anyway, even if not. And that was on Polydor from 1977. Wow, so, yeah. I've never, yeah, yeah. heard of that at all. Four piece with a uh, female singer. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh. Actually, very, particularly good, actually. And it was actually cheap, considering it was an original from 77. I was actually surprised how cheap it was. So, hmm. yeah. So, so. Uh, did you, uh, like, so you discogs that? I did. I did. I was, you know, it's one of the Where bands. was it from? Um, <laughs> That's a, the name of the store? No, is it from the U.S. or is it's it? from the U- it's from the U.S. Yeah, it's from the West oh, Coast, okay. so it's probably going to take okay. weeks and weeks and weeks to get here. But it was interesting because even though it was a place in the U.S., it said not available in the United States to purchase. I think a lot of people shut down during the election, stopped shipping during the election. Oh, but here's it? the thing, dude. I I tell you what, I I saw one of my other labels that I buy from occasionally is having a sale right now, so mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it when we're done. But I'm not inclined to order anything for a couple weeks anyway. Kind of let the post office clear out. My oh, yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I Detroit is just just warehouses full of packages. Okay. And everything I get, almost everything comes through Detroit at some point. Um, I, even though I actually, I am only waiting on two things right now of the ten things wherever I ordered. So. Oh, that's cool. So you got most of them. That's good. Yeah. So what I'm waiting on right now, I'm waiting on our friends from Rad Girlfriend. Did you get your Rad Girlfriend stuff yet? Like a week ago. Yeah. I did. Interesting. Yes, sir. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, we're about the same distance away from beautiful Dayton, Ohio. So, yeah, I have not got my Rad Girlfriend stuff yet, and I have not got my Pro Rock stuff yet, but they still haven't got the records in that they're going to send. Now, was that the Queer stuff that you ordered? Yeah, Pro Rock, the seven inch Jason Split, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, but, you know, I have so much stuff. So so you want to talk about what we've got? You want to talk about Christmas and what we got over Christmas? or what do Sure, you, uh... yeah. And what you've got an so, order still. Yeah. So, yeah, keep on. So, yeah, you've got the Rad Girlfriend thing is still coming, and then the Pro Rock stuff is still coming. And yes. So, and then anything else, or was that it? Because I know you well, had a huge I, I, list. You know, I already talked about most of that stuff when I ordered it. So, you know, I got a, I got from Alternative Tentacles, I got the um, the great DOA, second DOA album. So, DOA basically did, their first two albums were the original lineup, Joe Keithley, Randy Rampage on bass, Joe Keithley, of course, singing, playing guitar. Randy Rampage on bass and the great Chuck Biscuits on drums. Oh wow, Chuck! Yeah. So their first their first two albums had that classic lineup. The first one was called Something Better Change or something. I think it's called Something Better Change, and the second one was called Hardcore '81, which is actually considered like I think one of the first uh, sort of normalizing of the term hardcore. Yeah, and for those that don't know, I mean, gee, where have you been? But DOA were like one of the main uh, Canadian punk bands. Um, well, I mean, from the, the early, DOA early is. 80s. DOA is to like the like the Ramones and the you know Dead Boys combined in Canada. I mean right. they're the I mean I don't know if there's a second. I mean I love the other Canadian band that I got the same record the same package with which is SNFU from Alberta or somewhere further. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't want to even say further west because I don't really know because I think DOA is from the west coast of Canada because I know they used to go down and play California all the time. But anyway. The other, the other thing I got, so that was from Alternative Tentacles, and I also got from them the SNFU Ping Pong EP, which is on the underrated 10-inch. So Yeah, I don't know that at all. Go it's just it. a five-song EP. It's cool, though. I think I only know, like, the first uh, the first couple of SNFU things. So, yeah. okay, which thing, I'm sorry, which did you get from DOA, which album? 
Hardcore 81. Oh, you did. Oh, we got you got the classic one. Okay, there's right. there's second like full length LP. Yeah, yeah, that was on Friends Records, I believe, and had that cool, yeah, and cool it's, cover it's, with the, the yellow and red stripes. On, the reissue is on Joe Keighley's uh, re- label, uh, Sudden De- Sudden Death. Sudden Death. Uh, Sudden Death. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which of course hockey term, right? Yeah. Um, but that's but uh, Alternative Tentacles have been distributing it, and they were, they did a big sale. I think I don't know. I think I paid about. Eleven dollars or something for that record. So it's funny. I don't actually remember. I got you... good deals, man. I got really good deals on most of my Christmas stuff. So I don't remember you talking about that. Now, was that a Black Friday purchase or was that a? Yeah, AT did a Black oh. Friday thing. I don't know, thirty percent off or something. Okay. Wow. So, 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 you, but you did get that then. So you have. Yes, that. I got okay. that. So I got a twelve inch and ten inch. Okay. So and literally, I think I got that Christmas Eve. Okay. It after ordering it like December first or something. And then I got that Rise stuff that I already talked about, which was the the Ray Rocket uh, solo album, the newest TSOL studio album, which is mm-hmm. called The Trigger Complex, and the last, even though we didn't know it at the time, Seven Seconds album, which was called Leave a Light On. Oh, that's right. You did talk about that. Yeah. So is that so, is that is that TSOL any good? I like it. It's definitely more new wavy than punk. Hmm. Okay. I think you'd like it though, Neil. Honestly, but it's not. <laughs> That's me. More new wave. <laughs> well, no, but yeah, but it's not. It's not a hardcore punk record by any stretch of gotcha. It doesn't sound yeah. like abolished government or anything like yeah. that. Like yeah. the early stuff. Um, as far as surprises, um, sort of surprises. My wife did get me the uh, silver pressing of Nirvana. Nevermind, which I know you're not such a huge fan of that, but that record came out right after I graduated from high school. I definitely have a soft spot for that album and my son bought me that um mr t experience and the women who love them lp which i know you have also oh yeah that's i don't know if that's an lp or not it's a 12 inch it's got like eight songs it's got like eight yeah it's weird right it's a mix it's it's cross between like an ep and an album isn't that packaging on that fantastic the packaging it's got cutouts yeah so the, the 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 sleeve for the record itself is red and it's got like a die cut so the blood on the sleeve is like the red the or the on the yeah. outside sleeve is like the red uh, inner sleeve. Yeah, it's cool. That was yeah. real cool actually. Yeah, and it looks like a it looks like a it looks like a Hitchcock um yeah cartoon or something like and that. And that's on like the, a gray or a, a gray or a silver too actually. Yeah, I've actually that's funnily enough I'm actually wearing that T-shirt today because I bought oh, that cool. I ordered that T-shirt from those guys and it came yesterday. So I'm wearing that. T- it's exactly that 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 logo. You know that. Uh, so no, it was actually there. so I got a stack of records and I've just started to listen to them. Some of them, like I said, I ordered like Black Friday stuff just because I got a good deal on them, and they came in. I'm just like, here, just I might, I, I'd be like my kids. I'm like, hey, did you give me anything yet? And I'd just be like handing out packages of <laughs> yeah. Packages well, of that makes it easy stuff. easy to buy for dad. The thing is already here. That makes Pretty it nice much. and easy. Yeah. Well, so, so, so no, it was cool. What was that? What was that? You said the silver uh, version of Nevermind. What What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's just like the vinyl, the silver of uh, the vinyl, silver. Oh, oh, I thought you meant it was like the 25th anniversary. Of no, it or no, like no. That. No, okay. but I got to tell you, I listened to it and I very much enjoyed it. You know, that album is just such a, it was just so ubiquitous when I was, you know, like 18 years old or whatever. So yeah, it's funny. It was, it's one of those albums that even though I was never a particularly, never a particularly big Nirvana fan, for some reason I have it. I think it's one of those mm. things that most people just have in their collections. Yeah. Somehow. They well, don't it, even like how. Co- it sold like 50 yeah. million copies. A lot of people bought it, right? Yeah. It's got a great, it's got, it's, it's got a great sleeve too. I mean, that's a really catching yep. pick image, you know? That kid, that kid, the baby with the penis has got to be like 30-something years old now. Yeah, he's probably listening to us right now. Probably. <laughs> hey, come show us your full size. No, don't. Oh, all right, Tom. And you're not drinking either. 
Why don't I? So why don't I play a song from one of those artists that I just spoke about? Yeah, do, go go ahead, do that. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, you do, do the do the do the DOA one maybe. Okay. So so yeah, this is from Hardcore eighty one, the second DOA full length, and this song has actually been worked over a bunch of times. So the original version is called "Fucked Up Baby," mm-hmm. and then they did a version called "Fucked Up Ronnie." Right, I remember that one. That's the one I remember. Yeah. And then, in the ultimate thing that irritates me, they actually did one in like 2016 or 2018 that was "Fucked Up Donnie." Oh, there you go. Yeah. For Trump. So, but we're gonna do the original version. So, yeah, this is uh, this is DOA, "Fucked Up Baby." A baby there by DOA, and that was you said like the classic lineup, right, with Chuck Biscuits on uh, on yep. drums. And there was actually a second guitar player on that album. It's like the second guitar player always seemed to come and go. And I think after a while, he just kind of said, "Screw it," mm-hmm. and they just more or less were a trio after that. So even though I did see him in the '90s with a second guitar player, and then I saw him a couple of times later as a trio, so who knows? Yeah, I've never I've never seen him. Um, oh, they're great. They're great fun. Funnily enough, I mean, I had when I was at college here in '83. Um, yeah, '83. Um, I knew about them. Obviously, I must have had. Did they release like a compilation or something at some point? Oh, they had a handful of them. War on Forty Five, Bloody but Unbowed was a big one. Um, Bloody, yeah, that's the one it was. That's the one it was. Bloody but Unbowed, the damage. Yeah, that was '78 like to '83. So that came out in '83, right when I was there. So that was that was. I knew everything on that record, but I didn't know much much else. Well, that's know, that stuff. was like a best of. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. They have they did a couple albums on Alternative Tentacles, and I mean, I like have a single that they did, which is a cover of the Tom Jones song. It's not unusual. Love that song. I love the uh, I love the original. Matter of fact, yeah. Do you really? Well, I, do. I don't know about that, but I do like to do it. Okay. <laughs> but I always, you know, I lo- so I love Joe Keith. I'm, I met the guy a couple of times. I mean, I have a signed copy of his autobiography. Super nice guy. Easily approachable. Big guy, man. Must be 6'2", 6'3". Looks like a hockey player, honestly. Yeah. Um, But, uh, oh, dang, I lost my... Lost so, my train of thought. So let's get the fucker on. Let's get let's get him on the show, dude. If he's that approachable. You know, that'd be cool. We could tell him that he can talk all he wants about his green politics or whatever, the, <laughs> whatever crap he's into. <laughs> yeah. 
and we won't. No, and we won't. Uh, we won't go on about fucked up Donnie. All right. We we won't even mention to, that. Yeah. You want to talk to him about beer or hockey, man? He's all about it. He's a good. He's a good dude. That sounds fine to me. But you know what? I think about him when he sings. I all I can think is, dude, you got to clear your throat. <laughs> you always like. Ah, he's always like, ah, choking on his own phlegm or something. Well, he's got to be. What? He's got to be in his sixties. I was gonna say mid sixties now or something. And they're still releasing albums, yeah. right? They released an album this year, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, they did, and I'm sure it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I reviewed from a couple of years ago, I think it was called Hard Rain Falling or something, and I never cared for their, like, reggae-type songs mm-hmm. or their, like, sky-type songs, but their punk songs are still pretty good, man. I mean, better than the kids next door are playing. Yeah. You know? Well, that's so, weird. It's it's, anyway. uh, it's it's one of those uh, kind of things we were just talking about. There's eight songs on this album. It's called Treason, I guess, came out this year. Um but only eight yeah, eight songs. So it's like, is it an EP or is it an is it a short album? You know, what is it? They always did some weird songs. Like on on Hardcore eighty one, there's a cover of uh, Led Zeppelin's Communication Breakdown. Right. And like they did a, you know, they did a cover of Dylan's Masters of War. You know, just weird. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like thematically it works, but like musically it's a stretch. You know. But it is interesting when you see older bands doing stuff like that because their influences were wider probably than a lot of newer bands, you know. That's true. I mean, Joe Keighley probably, unironically, you know, likes Tom Jones, right? Right. I like that song, unironically. I I listened to that when I was growing up. When I was like five years old, I probably loved that. So my son and I share a Spotify. Mm -hmm. Just to say that, you know, like a lot of good Americans, like I have Netflix, so he uses my Netflix. He has Disney. I use his Disney. You know, like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but he has Spotify, but he sort of has like the ability to override anything I put on. <laughs> and I mean, one of his great joys, because I think this is Tom Jones too, but I might be wrong. It could be a different crooner. But, you know, so I'll be up listening to like Forbidden or Overkill or something at work. And he'll put on like What's New Pussycat five times in that's, a row or that's something. That's Tom Jones. Yep. It's another class. Tom like, Jones classic. He's very, uh, my son's mm-hmm. musical tastes are very diverse and they tend to be like movie songs. Oh, interesting. Like, 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 you know, there's no radio. Kids don't listen to the radio. Right. But if here's a song in a movie, but yeah, I, I listened, it was listening to what's new pussycat over and over again was not, was not doing it for me. I gotta say. Have you ever seen that whoa, movie? Whoa. whoa. Have, have you ever seen the movie? What's new pussycat? I have not. Is it's it an adult film? <clears throat> no, not at all. No, it's actually Woody Allen's in it. It's actually a very funny film. Very good, well, yeah. I'll try to talk the misses into it tonight. We've been on a bit of a Christmas movie. I'd be like, enough of this Miracle on 34th Street crap. Let's watch some What's New Pussycat. I was obsessed with it as a kid because for some reason my mom and dad had like the paperback of it and it had photos mm-hmm. from the movie in the middle of it. You know how books used to do that back oh, then yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you remember the old film star Ursula Andress. Sounds she, vaguely familiar. She was she was but, in she was probably most famous by being in a um old James Bond movie. She was on the beach in a bikini. You might remember that scene. Um anyway, she's very attractive, very attractive lady and she's anyway, she was in this movie in a in a bra and panties. And so as like a nine year old, I was like staring at these photographs really of her in the book. Because it wasn't like you were it just was like brought out these feelings that would come later. You didn't even really understand the feelings that it brought on. Huh? Exactly. I just, I, all I knew was I enjoyed looking at these pictures. So I can remember <laughs> that distinctly. And in fact, it, it, funnily enough, when oh boy, I was, you know, I was just in, years. no, I was, you know, I was just in England for my mom's uh, funeral and stuff. And uh, I went looking, for, I went looking for the book and that book isn't <laughs> there anymore. It, it is not there. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to that book, but yeah, some bastards got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good movie uh, though yeah you should look it up it's a good one 
right. Yeah. What? So what'd you get? Did you get some records for Christmas? What'd you get? Anything good? Um. Well. So. Let's see. Um. I'm still waiting. I got most of the stuff I ordered. Uh. A Black Friday. Because you know it takes three weeks to get things. So Black Friday, three weeks. Most of the stuff came like early. You know the twentieth, twenty-first of December. So I have most of that stuff. Um. And I know we've probably talked about that stuff before anyway. Um, but I did order some new stuff. Um, like I just played, I played Stinky Toys before. And then there's another French band uh, from the uh, 77, 78 period. Um band called Metal Urbane. I don't know. Oh, if... yeah. See, at least I've heard of them. Okay, good. Yeah. So I ordered their first single uh, from this same place. Um, and that's called Panic. Uh, mm. it's got a K at the end instead of a C. And uh, mm. the inter- interesting thing about them was that they were a four-piece, but they didn't have drums, they didn't have a bass player. They had a singer, two guitars, and a guy playing keyboards or synth or whatever the hell it was. So they did the drums on the... Yeah. So it's... it's so if, if you can imagine Suicide, but actually playing songs rather, rather than just <laughs> ranting about nothing in particular... Um, yeah, and the, and the song, their, their early singles and stuff are really good. I mean, I know they've, I think Metal Urbane have come and gone over the years and released other albums and stuff, but, um, their early couple of singles from 77, 78 were really, really good. So, um, I've got that coming along with the Stinky Toys single. So I had a whole French, whole French punk thing going from, on that order. I I don't have that yet. And I also went on an Effigies kick for some reason. Um, oh, that's a good kick to on. Yeah, yeah early um, 80s Chicago uh, punk, I wouldn't call them hardcore, punk band from the early yeah, 80s. Yeah, kind of like Oi, Oi influence. Yeah, yeah, and they got to be a little bit deeper than that, almost like wire-ish towards the end, you know? Mm. Or oh, Killing Joke or something, kind of a post-punk thing going on. But, mm. um, and actually it was, um, what's his name? Um, Pierre Kesdi, who just died, it was his brother, John, was the main guy in the, in the effigies. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, so I was going on an effigies kick, and uh, I realized I had a I had like two of their EPs, but I don't actually have their first album. So hmm. uh, I actually ordered... You're talking about like the first full length? The first full length, yeah. What's that called? Um, it is called Forever Grounded, I believe. Hold on a second. It's not Weird Machine. No, Weird Machine was an EP, and I have that. That was an EP that came out in like 83. 12-inch, um, that was a 12-inch EP. Um, Forever Grounded was their first full length, and it came out in like 84 um, on Enigma, I believe. And um, so I suddenly realized, well, why don't I have this? So I, I streamed it, and it was like, wow, every song on this is kick ass so i'm gonna order it and it wasn't that expensive actually i think it was like 40 bucks sealed or something and you know where i got it really from? brand new huh yeah oh well, i was thinking i had more like a hundred dollar record no i got it from a amoeba and it was still sealed right amoeba the famous record store is in la or san francisco or something yeah they got a, i think they have a couple different shops but yeah the big one i think is in san francisco or uh, berkeley or something like that yeah. So anyway, so that was sealed. So I was pretty stoked about that. So I've, I've got that coming. And um, what else? What else do I have coming? Um, for Christmas, I got. Um, we, we played the Gun Club on one of our first shows. Actually, I had one of the, when we were making each other listen to stuff. Um, yep. yep. You, you listened to us at some the first Gun Club album. Yep. Fire of Love. Um, well, the second Gun Club album, which was called Miami, which was from like okay. eighty. Two, I believe, uh, that was just recently reissued on vinyl. 
um, mm. re- remastered because it needed to be remastered because uh, Chris Stein from Blondie uh, produced the original and he hatched a job. And anything he touched, he basically fucked up completely because he was terrible. Um, mm. I mean, did he produce anything else that I would know about? He, um, If you know the fourth Blondie album, Eat to the Beat. Hmm. I mean, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, he re- he he produced that, and that's a me- that's a horrible mess too. It's like there's just hmm. no there's just no separation between the instruments for whatever oh, reason. It's just all like almost like he did it with a four track or something. Maybe you want the wall of sound, Phil Spector type wall of sound. Yeah, it's a wall of shit. Is what is what it is. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Gun Club album was reissued and remastered. Um, this time as a double album, so it's one of those ones where it's got the original album remastered on the first disc, and then demos and shit like that on the on the second one so you'll listen to the second disc one time and the other one over and over yeah it's one of those interesting things where the they didn't have song titles when they were doing demos so it looks like it's a whole second album of new songs (laughs) until Mm. you realize that no they just they didn't have a title and you know they called it something wacky so uh, you know some people love that right like oh wow i love to hear the progression of the song while they're working on i'm like i don't want that i just want to hear the final song you know, what do I need to hear the working, like a demo with no lyrics or something? You know, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, the the only time that's ever worked, and I know this is going to get pretty deep and you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but the third Susie and the Banshees album. Yeah, you lost me already, but that's all right. Well, it, well it, it's kind of interesting, though, because what happened, because, okay, so Susie and the Banshees, the first couple of albums, The Scream and Join Hands, they had the, the classic lineup, you know, classic four-piece. Okay. And then after the second album came out, Susie, who's notoriously difficult to deal with, she got into an argument. They were in an in-store signing at a record store, and she got into an argument with the drummer and the guitarist. And being the kind of psycho that she is, it was I think she started hitting the guitarist or something. So he was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. So the drummer and... (laughs) This was mid-tour as well. So the drummer and the guitar player just split. So... They were, she, she was left with Steve Severin, her boyfriend at the time, who was a bass player. That was it. So they actually recruited in Robert Smith from The Cure, um, finished the mm. tour for them playing on guitar. But they, mm. had a, they had a third album in the can, which was called Kaleidoscope. And yes. so they released that, and it was very spacey with very... It didn't sound at all like the first two records, because obviously mm. they didn't have the rhythm section. Well, they had the started the bass player but they didn't have a drummer and so they was done with there's a lot of drum machine on it and robert smith played the guitar wherever he wherever he could so it's a kind of a lightweight kind of weird album but Mm. there's demo versions of those songs and that's one of the only ones where i think the demos are actually better than what was actually released so Mm. there you go well you know it's it, it, that actually makes me think about so you know against me and I, I don't know if you're much of a fan of there I'm, I'm definitely a fan of like mid-period against me quite yeah like a bit. against me fine yeah 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 but they you know they did they were famous for demoing whole albums but the demos were were completed works now the album might the songs might get rearranged and some lyrics might get changed but there's full demo versions of all those middle albums that i really love such as searching for a former clarity there's actually mm-hmm. a demo version called total clarity but the songs were different, but they were still, it wasn't like just guitar and drums or something. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. There were yeah, some yeah. different words or different. So they're, they're interesting, but unfortunately, once you, it's still kind of a novelty. It's not like you're going to put that on instead. You know what I mean? It's like, Understood. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and there's completely. maybe one or two songs that didn't make it onto the final album. Yeah. So that's kind of cool too. But once you've heard the finished version 10 times, it's hard to listen to a different version and, you know, for that version to be your favorite. 
Yeah, I mean, so. for much of the same reason, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people love live albums, but to me, it's normally a lot yeah. of the live albums are just kind of a worse version of the studio record. Yeah, well, sloppier and drunker. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, well, and, and, and it's, it's and, and any album like that is obviously made just pretty much for like super fans. Right. Or maybe not super fans, but serious fans. Yeah. So, so you, did you get that Gun Club record for Christmas? I did. Yeah. Did. did you get any other records for Christmas, or was it I a didn't. pretty dry vinyl year? Oh, that no, was it. No, it was it was, a, it was a dry it was a dry vinyl year. In fact, you know what I did get for Christmas? Mm. Um, I actually got a new microphone. Really? And I have like a for podcasting. Yeah, I have a nice microphone. Is that a commentary on the sound quality of our last few? Or what? I, no, I. You know what it was? Um, well, you know what this microphone I've got looks like. You said it yep. looks like a big black dildo, is what you said. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it isn't the most stylish of things, even <laughs> though it is a really good microphone. But yeah. I'd seen this one. I've always had this this. Uh, I mean, I love 50s aesthetic, right? I love 50s design. Yeah, so yeah. I've always loved that old school, like 50s style microphone. Oh, like the Mike Ness style microphone. Yeah, like the, exactly. Like the old radio style. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd always said, you know, oh, if I ever see a microphone like that, I'd like one. And so I guess, I guess my family, you know, took that to heart and they saw one is and it, they is bought it. Is it sure? Is it a sure? No, it's not. It's a, it's, I think it's called Ly- uh, Lyra is the company, L-Y-R-A. Okay. If you look it up, you'll see it. It's a very cool looking microphone. I'm not I using it today, know... but um, I'll set it up for the next time. Well, I hope it's as good for digital. Because um, I know, well, I know that Shure used to make one like, you know, they always had their kind of standard microphones and they made one that was the same guts, but it had that cool like stainless steel, you know, chrome or whatever casing. So I do, I agree. I like that too. I don't know if they're very practical for like playing a guitar and singing into, but right. I think they're cool. Oh, cool. And I, cool no, though. I did look at that sure one and a, it was yeah. $500, but B it's not really made for podcasting. Like it doesn't, okay. it doesn't plug directly I was gonna into say, a that computer. That wasn't the one I was looking at. It wasn't yeah. that expensive. But... It has to go into like a mixing desk or into a, uh, you know, some ah. kind of, some kind of, uh, preamp or something first. So, um, but yeah, so I got, so I did get that. So I did get something. And and I got some band shirts and stuff like that. But vinyl wise, that was all I got was that was that Gun Club one. But like I say, I have some other things that I'm waiting on the effigies and the uh, and the other Metal Urbane Stinky Toys thing. And I, you know what? But I ordered so much stuff uh, around Black Friday. I think I have it all. But to tell you the truth, I can't be a hundred percent sure. I wrote it down. There's something I, I wrote it down. I have like a list of it on my desk at work. I've been crossing it off as it comes. That was probably a good idea because I. You know, if you buy it from someone on Discogs... It makes me insane to have so many things out at one time. I almost can't... I told you yeah. that before. I've confessed this. It makes me my head want to explode. Yeah. But everything's on... If I get a good deal on something, man, when you're getting, you know, new records shipped to your house for 12 bucks a piece or something... Well, yeah, that was like, to, what, that was what was crazy hard, about the... about the. I mean, I'd forgotten the Rad Girlfriend. Those were seven bucks a piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you got yours. Man, if yeah. it takes much longer, I'm going to have to personally reach out to our man, Josh. Say, Josh, what's up, dude? Send me a tracking number Oh, dude, I, I tell you what, you'll be... I mean, hopefully you get what I did, because I got... So I got the... Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play a song, and then we'll talk about it some more. So okay. um, I'm going to play a song uh, by the Gun Club. I'm going to play a song off of uh, Miami. This is called A Devil in the Woods.
Devil in the Woods by The Gun Club off of their 1982 album Miami. Like I said, just recently remastered and reissued on vinyl. Um, and actually, it was one of the few. Uh, uh, never mind, never mind. Um, what were we saying before? We're talking before about Rag Girlfriend. Oh, yeah, Rag Girlfriend. So I got the Raging Nathan's album, obviously. Yep, the new and one, yep. thanks to you, I got the Pink Lincoln's uh, album. Um, Great, isn't it? With the, it? It is really, really good, but man, that sleeve might be the worst sleeve I've ever seen. I've never, you know, you, you're, you're a person who, you, I never heard anybody have such a, <laughs> get so upset about cover art. I mean, I, sometimes it sucks, but I, at least it's not boring. You know, it's pink and it's, I can't it's, tell it's, the, I, it's I, drawn by Iggy Pop, who's known for his drawing. Is he? No. <laughs> was, He's barely known was, for his singing. I was, was going to say, it looks like it could have been done by fucking Stevie Wonder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And is it like a baby sucking a tit or a fish? It looks, like a, it looks like a fish sucking a tit. I have no idea yeah. what the fuck this thing is supposed to be. Um, but anyway, so, but okay, so there was those did two you get records. Black or, did you get black or pink? Um, what, the vinyl? Yeah. I think it's black. Okay, I got the black too. I was always kind of because I, I know they did a pink one. I was sort of always hold on, let me, jealous. Let me, let me reach over here and grab it because it's right here. But that was the Suck and Bloat album. That's great. They did about three or four in a row. They're really, really good. All right, here it is. Hold on one second. Yes, there's that horrific art. I suck and bloat. Oh yes, yes. Okay, let's see. Do, 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 do. It's oh, it's pink. It is on pink. How about that? Oh, there Sorry. you go. Sorry about that, dude. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, you know what else he put in the package? So huh. there was a... Um... Better not be that nobody's LP that he said sold out. <laughs> I don't know. But there was a Raging Nathan 7-inch, like yep. live from Wonkfest or whatever. Oh, that's the brand new one. Yeah, yeah. But, I didn't order that one. But then he also put in a copy Can of... You threw uh, that in there too? Yeah, but he also put in a copy of uh, Oppositional Defiance on CD, and it's the Japanese press that's got the Obi on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought that oh. was pretty cool. I mean, I'm probably never going to play it on CD because I don't play CDs, but the fact that it was the Japanese one with the Obi in place, you know, that strip that goes around yep. the, on the side, yeah. So I thought... Anyway, that was really nice that he put all that uh, stuff in there. So thanks, Josh. in the car, and... Um, matter of fact, uh, Todd Cheat sent me a bunch of like Cheat CDs on or Cheat albums on CD, like the other albums that because I think only the newest album is on vinyl. 
Mm-hmm. And split with Electric Frankenstein. So he sent me a bunch of the CDs, and I'm enjoying the heck out of them. It's interesting. You could really tell the difference between, like, because his band kind of, the band changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And some ba- some of his bands were definitely better than others, no question about it. Oh, you mean but, the uh, the members of the bands or whatever? Yeah, yeah like the back, you know, the yeah. the. The musicians, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, maybe it's more the songs, but anyway, yeah. So I, I, uh, I actually had a long opportunity to listen to CDs just a couple days ago. But you were talking about, hey, so let's talk about shirts real quick. So you said you got some band shirts, and and so one of the things that I've been doing, I know you've been doing this too, during the time when all the venues are shut down, I've been trying to get some T-shirts and stuff from the venues. Yeah, to get them some money here. As we support the venue. So the, my favorite one that I got to this point was actually for a little local bar around here called Tip Top Deluxe Bar and Grill. And it was cool. It was like yellow and uh, had like a guy in a gas mask on it. It's never say die. And it, it was it was cool. I liked the design. So, you know, it was like 20 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't remember. So, and there was one other ones that I was looking at. My wife actually surprised me. Um, but I, I've raved about the X-Ray Arcade up in Milwaukee. And we actually had Andy the Eradicator on and talked about it because he's a ninth owner or something. Right. Uh, but she got me a long sleeve. Uh, it's actually red uh, X-ray arcade uh, T-shirt. It's real cool. It's got kind of like the. It's got like a skull and like the axe. Kind of like the old skateboard design, the old bones. Dude, I think you remember. I, wanna... I, I don't know if you remember, but when we had Andy on, um, I, we were actually talking about that because I went to their website, the X-ray arcade website, and was checking out their merch and was yes. I was raving about how good it looked. You know. Um, so, so you're I'm, right. So it, I mean, they do. They the the designer is really fucking good. Yeah. So I'm sporting the yeah I'm sporting the red long sleeve t-shirt right now. It's about as festive as I get. I mean, it's pretty much Christmas time. So my wife got me this. It was a nice. Uh... Oh, that well, dude, you're lucky. I'm checking out the website right now. They've shut down their web store. It says to give the post office a break. So you can't yeah. even buy, you can't even buy it. Some <laughs> places have done that, Neil. It's brutal, man. What's going on right now with the post office? You thought it was bad before. We like said I have not got my rad girlfriend stuff from Dayton and that's not that far away. I haven't I, I our, our pal that sent the slip mats and stuff, I didn't get that stuff. Oh boy, oh boy, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know what's uh so I don't know what's uh what's going on with it. I mean a lot so. of people are angry at me for being so anti USPS, but man, it it just it's pathetic. It is pathetic. Can you go back can you go back to edit this and cut that long section out when you went to get the mail. <laughs> well, yeah, but to be... I, was, I was gonna try to fill it with talking and I started <laughs> Yes, admittedly, I admittedly, I did get on the fact that I don't want to get Neil started about the post office. I did get two albums and two CDs in the mail just now. But to be fair, they were ones I'd ordered like three or four weeks ago. <laughs> so you know. But uh, what? So what band? What band tees you get? Um, I got a tea. I got a Mr. T experience. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, and is I got the, what's going? What's is it that? the same as the album? It same is. as the album. It is, except it's not a. It's not just a silhouette of a woman. You know, the, you know, on the album cover, it's just a black silhouette of a woman. This one has her face and stuff on it, and she's wearing a nice red dress and stuff. So, yeah, it's a real. I mean, it's really cool. It's a really cool T-shirt, I have to say. Cool. And and you turned me on to them. There's a lot of bands actually you've turned me on to that are you know that it's I, like I like. It's funny because because yeah, a lot of the stuff I was listening to in the '90s, you were totally unaware of. Right. But by the same token. Some of these newer bands, you were more hip to than I was. You know, like like the, like the Cheats. I never heard the Cheats before this year, and turned out to be one of my favorite albums this year. Um, there was a couple of them like that. Even even like the Raising Nathans, I was only vaguely familiar with them, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, no, it's good. It's good because we're old and it's hard to find new stuff or care about new stuff. So it's good that we, you know, are pushing each other a little bit. And also trying to Even push, though, and try to push our yeah. listeners too, which I think is important yeah. because it's it's good that people listen to new stuff. Well, and it's funny because I, I just I just happen to be just like a, a the best like perfect storm for just buying a bunch of vinyl because it wasn't shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending money on that, you know, money that normally would have just been beer down my throat. Now I actually have something to show for it, you know. So yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah, because that's all I needed was more T-shirts because I don't, I don't, I don't have a drawer like four drawers full of T-shirts. <laughs> so <laughs> good so, God. Um, oh, I know. Do my clo- I got to go through mine. As a matter of fact, and like just like I had to do with my socks and underwear, you know, I got ten new pairs of boxer briefs and ten comfy new pairs of socks. Time to start throwing out the ones that don't do what they're supposed to do, right? Right. Right. No, that's true. And it, you know, and and I got a you know. A fiftieth uh, Morrissey T-shirt, and I got a Morrissey sweatshirt, and I don't know, you know, because everyone was having sales, like you said. So, hey, do me a favor, don't wear those when we hang out. You know what? I'm gonna wear the pink sweatshirt. That's what I'm gonna wear. I don't want to be there with <laughs> throwing. People say throwing eggs you're wearing Morrissey clothes. So let me play another song. Yep, go ahead for it. Go, go for it, mate. So one of one of what I talked about getting was the. Uh, well, you know what? Let's do the Mr. T experience. We just talked about that. You and I both got that record. Yep. Uh, let's do the kind of minor hit. This actually was also a single. It was. It's called Taping Up My Heart. Okay. Mr. T experience, Taping Up My Heart. You're probably wondering why I called you here. I think the time has come to make it clear My heart can't make our love bloom and grow While you're kicking it to and fro Accusing it of things it never said Stepping on it like a cigarette How can I be the answer to your prayers If I'm always making minor repairs I've been doing most of those things I'm supposed to have is difficult to explain it's equal parts of boredom joy and pain it's delicate like an angel's wings based on trust and a couple of other things my heart is young and black and kind of bold you better eat it before it gets cold one more thing i can't overemphasize not to be used as application's advice i've been doing some of
Taping up my heart there by Mr. T experience. So, um, did you? So, you don't have much family in the states, obviously. I do not. I do not. I don't. I don't. I don't have much family overall anymore. But... That's true. So, what did you do for Christmas? Just sit in your house and drink gin, or did you get together? You must have got saw your daughter. So, I got together with your daughter at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I did. I got together with uh, yeah with my daughter and with my uh, yeah my ex wife and stuff. So we had a we had a nice time. We got on really well. So it's never a problem. So... Did you do that on Christmas Day, or when did you do that? Yeah, we did it Christmas Day. Yeah, we did it. I was over yeah. there early yesterday morning. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun day. Except I don't know what the fuck I ate. I ate something for breakfast, and my stomach was upset all day. You know, when she was sure. gonna she was gonna cook and stuff, and I was like, "There's no point in cooking sure a nice dinner because my stomach is fucked." So sure, it wasn't because you started drinking at eleven a.m. <laughs> well, I do that every day though, so I'm kind of used yeah. to it. <laughs> so we had so we Christmas Christmas Eve. Yeah, we, no, we really didn't do much on Christmas Eve, but we. You know, I got a, I got a much, you know, I got a bigger family. We got together last weekend with my oh, dad's. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on. I have to interrupt because, because you, I saw a picture, your, your wife, I assume it was a, your wife or someone put a video of you up singing, oh, yeah. singing Christmas songs. What was, what, tell me what that's about. That was at uh, Christmas Eve church service. So is what? that, so, is that something you traditionally do? No, it's not actually because. We usually go to my in-laws on Christmas Eve. That's what I was going to say. We usually go to my in-laws on Christmas Eve, but my in-laws are not well. Oh, okay. Sorry um, about that. Well, no, it's, 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 so they, they get really up for hosting and because of the COVID thing, you know, in a perfect world, I think we would have tried to get a hall or something, but it just couldn't come together and places aren't really even renting halls or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So my daughter, so my daughter's a phenomenal singer. I can hold a tune and I mm-hmm. play guitar. Chord. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we sang, we did some Christmas songs, and the one my wife posted, I know, was one of my favorites, which is uh, "I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day." So Alex and I have actually been singing together since she was a little girl, even when she was five years old. She could always belt out a tune. So yeah, yeah we 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 just you know we'll sing sing a little Christmas song once in a while, a little like candlelight, uh, you know, like Christmas Eve service kind of thing. Well, are you are but you just, a not, not a traditional thing for us at all? But it was just something we did this year. It was cool. Well, are you a are you a church goer? I wouldn't have put am, you down for I that. Am, I'm a fairly regular church goer, yes. Wow, I never I, never would have you know, guessed we that. Really talk, we never really talked about that, but no. I mean I've never uh, been you know, I'm an atheist, but I've never been yeah. that people believe whatever the fuck they want to believe. I don't care, you know. It's up to them. So it's definitely had a uh on again, off again type of I was I was raised in a pretty uh conservative Protestant type environment. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly rejected it as a young person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as an older person, I've definitely been, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I hate to get into it too deeply, but I have a, I have a certain, uh, I have a kind of an okay relationship with the, uh, 
the church and that type of stuff at this point. Okay. Hey, it's, whatever. It's kind of complicated. Yeah, it's true. We never really have talked about that, have we? No. Apparently, I'm not very good at proselytizing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you, 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 I don't think you're going to convert me, mate. So I think, I think okay. you're fine. Maybe, maybe I just consider you a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's probably a good. That's probably a good thing, especially especially after the Jesus entering from the rear song I played on episode yeah, that, 69. That was the only one that made me really blush. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. I I mean, you're not going to offend me very easily. I I. Uh, you know, I'm from the generation where unless you're trying to offend me, you're not going to offend me. And if you're trying to offend me, I'll probably punch you in the eye. Or even so, be, well, if you're trying too hard, then it's almost less offensive than, I don't know. It just seems like... I'm, I'm personally protective of my, sort of, my immediate family, but other than that, yeah, it's, well, it's all good. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, my I don't play guitar for evil anymore, Neil, only for good. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't break out into a Punk Till I Die song. I was kind of hoping that you were going to break into that. <laughs> um, well, it's funny, you know, so, so you talk about Christmas music, and you talk about how a lot of the punk podcasts are playing a lot of Christmas music and how you're sort of burned out on it. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, I when I was a kid, I grew to despise Christmas music. Just hated it, you know? Just yeah. hated Christmas songs. And once again, as I've gotten older, I'm pretty... I'm 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 okay with them now a little bit like in small quantities, not like listen to the easy rock radio station to hear them all day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I really like the sacred Christmas songs more than like the Jingle Bells and Let It Snow stuff like that. So well, that's funny that you yeah. say that because you know even though I am what I am now, um, as a kid, um, geez, we used to have like you know English school back in those days when I when I went to school. I mean we had we had prayers and stuff every morning. With a, with mm-hmm. you know with hymns and stuff like that. I mean that was just part of the part of your See, education. That's crazy. You're ten years old, me only, and we never never had anything like that. Right. Well, it was state. I mean, it was it was a state. It was state school, right? So it was government regulated, and every every English school did that. We had a uniform, and every every school had hymns and uh, hymns and prayers every morning. Um, they don't do it anymore, but they they did back sure. then. So I I grew up with that stuff. So I I do enjoy you know even now. Like you said, with with Christmas music, if I hear a choir or something, you know, those those can be some beautiful songs. I don't know what they're singing about, but it's uh, they're gorgeous to listen to, you know. Well, yeah. So yeah, that was my <laughs> this is a sensitive, a sensitive punk till I die podcast. My, well, my wife's always like, "Do you mind if I tag you in that?" I'm like, "No, nah, don't go ahead and don't tag me in that." Mm-hmm. You know. Well, she did. But, I did uh, see it. Or was that her post? I saw. Yeah, it was her. Ah, uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh, sorry, I, I let the, I let the cat out of the bag. Sorry, buddy. So anyway, you guys want to go on a deep dive? You find my wife and post of my daughter and I singing a Christmas carol. The most, the thing that it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, a favorite of mine. I'd say of that type of song. Hmm. The thing that disturbed me the most, Neil, and this is totally uh, totally off topic, but you know, I've been joking about the fact that I've just been eating and drinking all year. Not really. Uh, you know, I'm not getting any exercise. I'm not really even trying to like stay in shape. And I saw myself in that video, and I was like, "Oh no!" It was like the horror. I'm like, "Okay, that's it." Well, you've 2021. Been play- you've been playing Chris. You've been playing be- tennis with your son, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I can get around a little bit, but it's the year of self. 20 2020 was the year where I did not deny myself anything. 2021 is going to have to be the year of self denial. <laughs> okay. Well, good Back for you. To, to fifths instead of half gallons. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, did I, did I replay my second song? You did. You, you did. Okay. did. You played the Mr. T experience. Well, we just have gone way off track. You know, what, you know, we've gone from serial killers to yes, to Christmas music, childhood religion to Christmas music. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, well, and, 
and and some of the some of our listeners will probably go, oh man, I can't listen now. Time goes to church occasionally. I can't listen to them. Another another people are probably like, oh, that's a relief because I do too. So you know, it'd probably be one of those things, right? Well, that's but it's one of those be it's one of those beautiful things, right? Being punk rock, it was never a rule book. Be whatever what? the be whatever the fuck you are. Don't I mean you know? It, Bothered me when so and I don't know that Jello runs his own social media. But it bothered me when when Jello put out a post about a screaming about how the Supreme Court struck down California's laws, which essentially said you can't tell people they can't get together to go to church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's still a civil liberties issue. Why would a punk rocker be against that? Right. No, a hundred percent. See yep. when the, the the when it's the safety feature, the safetyness of it is dubious at best. But anyway, I don't know, dude. These two things I don't like to talk about: politics and religion. You manage to. Manage, you're managing to drag both out of me. Thanks a lot. Well, we talk we talk politics kind of a lot, but we just haven't talked yeah, religion before. Us. It's fine, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's uh, so so yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not one of these screaming anti-religious people. I'm I'm certainly not uh, a get-in-your-face kind of zealot person either. But you just I don't hate, think you, you just hate the Catholics. Let's face it. Well, I, I think that. <laughs> I think that honestly, being Dutch, being Dutch reform, man, you got to hate the Catholics. Yeah, that, no, that's not me either. I'm not. I'm not part of the Dutch, the Calvinistic Dutch system. Oh, okay, here. all right. Most people who scream about hating religion or whatever, they don't really hate the religion, or they don't hate Christ Himself. They, what they hate is the followers who act like such jerks. Right. Yeah. And I also hate. So, all, all the all, organized religion just oftentimes yeah, is just a money a money making exercise, right? So. Brutal. It's a tax write-off, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, okay, so so hold on. So that was that was Christmas Eve. So what so what did you do yesterday on Christmas Day? It was your family um, stuff. Yeah, we uh, you know my my three kids are still at home. We opened some stockings, and then we went over to my sister's. So I have a brother and a sister, and everybody has kids. So it's a pretty decent sized little mm-hmm. gathering of my mom and dad. And then we opened some more presents and then we came back here and my adult kids who don't live at home came over so we emptied or you know got some more presents that's nice uh, yeah. yeah yeah and then today we got together with unboxing day we got together with my mom's family so like i said both you know both sides of the family are big so we're done we're done with our and there's no gifts or anything today it was just <laughs> yeah, it's it's depressing isn't it christmas is done you know well, months, yeah. months and months of fucking lead up and there it goes bam there it goes well, you know, I think in the back of our heads, a lot of us still have this hope that, like, when we flip the calendar, uh, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's just a, a fantasy. Yeah. You know. But so, so we were, we were a. Uh, go ahead. Let me have my fantasy. I said. Oh, okay. Well, I've got plenty of fantasies. Um, none that I can <laughs> talk about here. Um, so, was your family a? Are you an open Christmas morning presents, or are you an open presents on Christmas Eve? Traditionally, we were a Christmas morning, but like I said, we have an adult child who doesn't live here anymore who's married, so he kind of has to. I think he's feeling that stress of sort of trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. Little family, and I remember that too when we were first married. Like, oh, we got to run all over the place, and after a while, you know, like, you know, screw this. And then once you have kids of your own, you're like, you know what? I, this is my family now. Right. So, but but listen, it's nice to see him, and you know, we've we've, I, I I you know, you know this, and I'm sure I mentioned it last time we recorded. My my daughter got the Rona, you know. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I'm, well, hopefully she everyone everyone's fine days. now, right? Yeah, she was down for a couple of days, lost her taste or whatever, lost her sense of taste, or we probably wouldn't have really thought much about it. Mm-hmm. 
so we were all kind of stuck for a while, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. So we've had some together time, which is nice because my daughter works so much, I hardly get to see her otherwise. So did you get tested? No, you you negative and stuff. I didn't. I quarantined. You know, I stayed home for ten mm-hmm. x days, or whatever, without without uh, any symptoms. So yeah. no, I, I'm sort of curious, but uh, if I go get tested and, and test positive, then I'm off work for. Oh yeah. I don't want to. I don't really want to see them from work, and it's not that I don't get paid or anything. I just don't want to. You know, we're a pretty small operation that I work for. I don't want to. Oh, screw everybody else. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm on call this coming week, and blah blah blah. But anyway, no, we're all good. But yeah, we're we know we're all we're all healthy. So okay, that's good. Um, yeah, no, I asked that about the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because yeah, I was always a my family was always open presents Christmas morning, right? You know, you wake up at as a kid, yeah. you wake up at six in the morning, and you know, you open up your yeah, my kids are teenagers now. It's like eleven. Yeah, um, but it was it was surprised me. So Max's girlfriend, she's she was Mexican, and you know, Catholic, big Catholic family, and they would do everything Christmas Eve. It was really interesting. I it took a while to get used to, you know. I wish it was like that too, and I think it might be a Catholic thing. Yeah, uh, but they they would always go to like Christmas Eve service, which like I said was never really a thing for us. Went to Christmas Eve service, and then after that they would have dinner and open yeah. their. Open yes. their gifts or whatever. So it was always, and Christmas Eve was always almost a bigger deal than Christmas Day. It was interesting. They'd have the big, yeah. all the family would come over Christmas Eve and have a big dinner. And like you said, yeah, then they'd open, all the, all the kids would open the presents on Christmas Eve night. So that was always, uh, always interesting. You know, it's, 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 it's good to see how different, how different yeah. cultures do it, though, you know. But like my, of course, my parents don't have any kids at home, you know. I mean, her, my youngest brother's like 43. So some of the older friends, you know, they'll, they'll get together as friends you know some older couples and have brunch or whatever and then get together with the kids later so yeah we're but i <laughs> dude you want why don't you play another song and i'll tell you about my tell you my little uh epic road trip journey oh yeah that's right you did okay i'm gonna play the other um french band that i was talking about um this oh, is what is it you with you and the frog eating surrender monkeys neil this it's it'll be the only the time third? i talk about them i don't i promise um <laughs> no this is the second this is this this is going to be metal or bane and this oh, is no, I just oh, talked okay. about it. Yeah, I didn't play it. So this is Metal Urbane with the song "Panic." And like I say, listen to this. There's no bass and there's no drums. So that's pretty fucking punk hmm. rock, right? They're doing it a bit differently. Um, so yeah, this is "Panic" from 1977. Explosion. Mutant métallique, tu hâtes à se la ville, tu violes, tu détruis, panique, 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 
Metal Urbane with uh, Panic from 1977. Uh, very angry cool. French folks. You think a lot of people were afraid to listen to that because it had metal in the title? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> mm. Then they changed the name to Metal U, which uh, I don't know why they did that, but there you go. But uh, yeah, it's a, you, you wonder what the French are angry about when you, you know, they didn't get enough baguettes or something. <laughs> they banned smoking at the cafes, Neil. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they'll fucking riot about that. But uh, uh, so yes. I had a little road trip. Um, a little road trip, dude. You had a major fucking road trip. Well, I'm I'm in the Grand Rapids area, of course, and my I have my aunt uh, lives down in the Winchester, Kentucky area, and my grandparents wanted to go down there for Christmas. Well, they're you know they're in their 80s. My grandmother won't ride it for extended times in the car with my grandfather driving. So they hold were on, hold somebody... on, hold on, roll that back. What do you what do you, what do you mean she won't be in the car for long periods of time with him? She just doesn't trust him to drive long. Oh, I think when she didn't like him. <laughs> no, 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 something like that. This conversation <laughs> sucks. So they I've heard those the... stories. So you had to go through Cincinnati, and it's it's you know it's it's like a they figure an eight hour drive. It's more like seven if we're being honest. Um, but they needed to ride down there, and they were going to spend the Christmas season with my with my aunt down there and her family who's kind of spread out across the country. And then they're going to fly down to Texas where they winter. Hmm. Okay. By McAllister or something. I can't remember, but yeah, they winter down by the, they actually winter down by the, um, there's a lot of old folks like compounds down at like the Southern part of Texas that can, so they actually, some of them, not my grandparents, but the ones that don't have good insurance or whatever, will go into Mexico to get their meds. Oh, I've heard that, that they're really cheap in Mexico, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Right on the, now, I don't know with COVID and all that how that how that worked yeah. out how that works anymore. Well, so whereabouts but, in Kentucky did you go? Whereabouts was it? Um, so it's so you go through Cincinnati and then you go through uh, Lexington, which is it's kind of like Lexington and Louisville are the big cities in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then you shoot. Well, let's see. It'd be to the they're a little bit east of that in a town. They actually are in a different town now, but it was called Winchester, little town, nothing. Not the right home, but okay. Well, just so, just because actually, the only reason I'm interested is because, again, talking to to John, our new friend from Japan, who's actually from England, yeah. they actually have no no I no concept of the of how big this country is, and so you know, it, to, to him, it all sounded like when I mentioned you were doing this, it all sounded like Midwest to him, like it would take like an hour or something like that. Yeah. So, so uh, just. Yeah, I was just saying, I went, you know, I had to go through, it takes a couple hours to get out of Michigan, and then I had to go through Indiana, which is a long state. Yes. So, and then you go from Indiana, you cross over to, I think you have to go through Ohio a minute, and then you're in Kentucky. Um, but the, it's a, uh, almost 500 miles. Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm looking it up right now, and just for those, for anyone that doesn't live in the States right now, that's, as a crow flies, 450 miles. Um Six hours forty-two minutes. It's saying so. This is no e- This is no short journey right here. This is uh, no. And, this and is... I don't think you could do it that quick. I don't it, think. Oh, I, I don't think you could do it. What I mean, did you, you got to Eight it, hours or something? Did you do it in? I think I could do it myself in about seven. With them, mm-hmm. it was closer to eight. Yeah, I think it was seven forty-five or something the way down. And that's but, you a, know they got a bit. And that's a dull drive, so like, right? Going through Indiana, that's a dull drive. It is. In places it's like fifty-five, so you're just like, oh, please. And it's just flat. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they're in their 80s. My grandfather retired from General Motors, so they got a big old Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Just smooth as can be, you know, so I'm driving their Cadillac, just flying. I Occasionally, I think at least two times, Grandpa looked over at the speedometer, but he never said anything. 
because I was waiting for him to <laughs> complain about the speed. But you know, here's the, here's the thing with that. My grandparents are old. I mean, none of us are guaranteed another year on this earth, right? But I right. mean, I, you know, it was, it was cool to ride down there with them. I mean, they're like my grandpa's sort of hard of hearing in one ear, so they're sort of yelling at each other and. Mm-hmm. We're having conversations. But, you know, I think really there is some wisdom to be gleaned from these older folks. Well, and, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you what, coming from, I, and this is going to sound kind of dark, but, you know, my mom just passed, my dad has passed. And I would say everybody out there, take advantage of your family while they're still alive. If you have questions, if there's things you don't understand about them, whatever it is, ask them now. Because there's so many things I wish I'd asked my mom now, just even fo- old photographs, who these people are, shit like that. Because you just assume they're always going to be around and they're not. So anyway, sorry, go on, continue. Yeah, well, when they, you know, it's it's interesting to me at least, and I understand we live in a world where people get bored really easily now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to hear my, you know, my grandma talk, well, you know, we bought the farm, which you've been out to, Neil, because we went out there and shot pistols. Oh, it was uh, them. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they, they bought, so they have an 80-plus acre farm. They're not farmers, but that they bought, you know, old barn and all that. You were kind of poking around the barn. Yep. Of course, they, they never get rid of anything, you know. Crazy stuff in there, yeah. But yeah, they bought that farm, eighty plus acres. You're gonna laugh, Neil. For twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, when 19, was that? Nineteen fifty three. Big okay. a big yeah farmhouse, which is even bigger now because they put a big addition on it. But yeah, tw- I bet you their taxes are <laughs> half that now. Right. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh. So yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, my 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 dad was. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's interesting hearing the. It was a different time, no question about it. And my uh, my grandmother's mother was a fly, a flapper in the twenties, and oh, her cool. husband died when she was really young. Yeah, and you know she worked at you know factories to raise her kids. And you know, there's a lot. Of, it's a cool you know history. We are listen. We are a blue collar. You know, we are a hardworking family. That's all there's to it. You know, mm-hmm. blue collar all the way. And you know, nobody ever gave us anything. And it's it's you know it's good to know your roots. So. Oh sure, no, it is. Yeah. So yeah, that was so that was cool. I get down there. So my aunt Hope is down in Kentucky. There, she has four kids: three three girls and a boy. The girls are all married, and they're all starting to have kids. And it was just chaos, dude. Little kids, <laughs> just just like a, a dervish. And I and I was the odd man out. I mean, I, they I, they were very welcome of me. I don't so I don't mean anything by it. But it was but it was just. And I'm like, oh my, this is my future. Right. <laughs> I mean, like I raised my kids, right? I yeah. mean, I raised my my kids are you know my youngest daughter's thirteen, but my kids are more or less raised, and uh, and I'm down here. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be me. This is gonna, I'm gonna be the grandpa. And there's gonna be kids all over the, and you know, most of our peers, a lot of our peers have you know grandkids or whatever. So yeah, it's I saw a vision of my future. Those two little boys are playing with this little girl. The little girl had her head split open, bleeding all over. Had to go to emergency. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is. <laughs> excellent a merry christmas yeah good times so but yeah so i didn't have um because they had some appointments and things we left the day before christmas so we shot down the 23rd and then i was coming back christmas eve in a perfect world i wish i could have left a day earlier so i could have kind of moseyed back mm-hmm. hit some record stores and stuff plus yeah, those stopped at some stores more, yeah 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 it's a little more open so i can actually stop and um you know, have a meal inside or whatever mm-hmm. if I wanted to, but it's I, I never got used to eating at like a full service restaurant by myself. Oh, see, that's never like, bothered me. Sit. That's never bothered me. That's interesting. See, I'm, not, I'm not really into that. I, so, so, but anyway, my point being, so the only place I did stop, I stopped at the Rochester Record Farm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Of course, our our man Matt uh, Swisher 
you know, who's been out a couple times. Mm-hmm. So the Northern store, the Rochester farm, uh, actually is the one, one kind of semi-run by his partner. Okay. A guy named Adam, who's a super nice guy. And Adam was actually working when I stopped in there. Um, so it was cool to talk to him, actually. So it was it was cool. I did a little record shopping. There's a, a winery up there that my wife really likes. And last time we were up there, they ran out of the flavors she likes. So I stopped by there and surprised her with a couple of bottles of rhubarb, rhubarb wine. Oh, Jesus, um, rhubarb. Wow, that's okay. Interesting. Yeah, you think it's really tart or something, but it's actually it's actually quite delicious. Yeah, okay. The the winery is called Schnabel Tier or something like that. Schnabel Tier or something like that. Hmm. Anyway. But anyway, it was it was cool. So yeah, the the album I bought was actually I'm a big fan of like buying regional albums when I'm in a regional area. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a ton of time, but I picked up the new album from The Putts. Okay. The PTZ, which I think they're from Fort Wayne or something. They're an Indiana band. The drummer is from Detroit. I'm sort of friendly with the drummer. Okay. But anyway, I put this album on. I, I and it's from 2020. It's called Rise and Shine. And I'm like, where have you been all year, baby? Oh no! He would have had it on your top ten list. Oh, huh? it was great! It was great! Huh? Definitely cut from the same. I think it's about their fourth album. Definitely cut from the same, um, same kind of cloth as like the Queers, especially mm-hmm. their classic, classic type material. So no, no, it's really good. As a matter of fact, I'm going to use that as my seg. But yeah, I, I think this album definitely would have made my, would have made my list if I would have heard it earlier. So yeah, I don't know you get on me, but I'm actually I'm looking at it right now on Discogs, and actually I really dig that album art. I like the simplistic art. colors, and I like the I like the '50s style design. It's very very cool. Yeah. The only thing I heard by them was the single or the seven inch of the song I'm going to play here in a minute, because they oh a couple of years ago the Riptides, a great Canadian pop mm-hmm. punk band, put out an album on it. It's called Something to Do Records. Mm-hmm. When they sent me the record, they threw in this seven inch from the Putts, and the mm-hmm. name of the single is called "Cut the Shit," and that's actually the first track on the new album. I don't know if it's the same recording or slightly re-recorded or what, but yeah, let's play that. This is uh, so this is from the new album "Rise and Shine" 2020. Great, great album uh, from the Putts. It's called "Cut the Shit." <laughs> Cut the shit, cut the shit, cut the shit. One, two, three, four. 
shit, cut the shit, cut the shit, cut the shit, cut the shit, go and suck your mommy's dick, cut the shit, 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 you're a phony little twit, cut the shit, 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 go and suck your mommy's dick, cut the shit, 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 cut the shit. All right, the putts, the putts, P U T Z, with cut the shit. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, that I is. Think, I really like this, Neil. I might have to send you the download code or something. You know, I get these stupid download codes. I never use them. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, yeah, so this is. Just, record, what, just like. What, col- hook, what color did something. you get? What color vinyl? Red. Red, okay. So that was. No, I didn't say. I just, I just bought it. And... Oh, there was only 150 pressed. There you go. Yeah. But no, it's really cool. As a matter of fact, it's one of those ones where like, oh man, I might have to go back probably and find some of their older stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, said, definitely in that vein of like the queers, Prozacs, that kind of, you know, it's cool stuff. Snappy we, songs. Well, just looking at the out the, at the design of the album uh, on the sleeve and stuff, it reminds me of something Mast Intruder could put out if they if they hadn't if they had better artwork because it's got like what a yellow stripe, a blue stripe, a green stripe, and a red stripe, kind of like how the Mast Intruder have the four different mask colors, right? So it's actually uh, puts me in mind of that a lot. So. So where do we go from here, pal? What are we, so we we are going to give we are going to do like our definitive list of favorite albums of the year. We are as sort of our, yeah, as sort of our, but, but do you want to do you want to talk mail a little bit before that, or do you want to? Well, I tell you what, I think because we're at over an hour already, I think maybe we should save that. We should try and do one more show together before the end of the year, and maybe we should make that our best albums of the year show. What do you think? That's fine with me. I mean, yeah. we've blacked on about enough, you know. Yeah, because we've because t- okay, so now you're back from so on the. On... Get, I'm sorry, we still get so many mixed messages from people. You know, like a lot of people, I swear, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. Neil will attest to this. We get mail where it says, "Man, I really prefer the show. It's just you two guys BSing." In fact, we I got one just a couple of days ago from our friend, from our friend Mike. But I have say, "Oh no, the interview shows are by far the best." So I, I don't know. Mm. Well, I'd say to be fair, it probably depends on the interview, right? Yeah, it's true. And I do like, I think it's good to mix it up. I, I really do think it's good yeah. to try to keep it about 50-50 or maybe nowadays, maybe like two interviews for one solo show just because if if life returns to normal and we're out running around doing stuff, I think it'd be a lot easier to do one show, just the two of us compared to an interview show. But I still think we need to take advantage of some, you know, availability of people. So, Oh, for sure. And also, well, and also it, it, I mean, you know, it, it expands what the listeners can listen to and also expands what I can listen to. I mean, we've interviewed some people that I'd never heard their bands before. And now I love, you know, some of the bands did, that we've played, you know, it's, didn't uh, we joke, didn't we joke that with Ricky? It's like, well, if you come on our show, you're guaranteed to sell two albums. Cause Neil and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And the people, yeah. The people that listen to us actually go out and buy vinyl and, yeah. and it's funny actually. Teasers, dude. Yeah, and well, and and you know, and and John, you know, our, our new friend John from Japan, um, yeah. he's actually played some of the stuff that we've played on his radio show in Japan. So it's it's cool. interesting how this shit, you know, goes. John John was very generous too as a guest because he played a lot of other people's music. Yeah, no, John John's awesome, dude. I listened to one of yeah, his radio shows and he gave us a lot of props on the on one of his radio shows. So. Uh, yeah. You know, we did an interview really early on. I hope people listened to it because it was a lot of fun. We had Todd Evans on, who played from played in Guar. Yes, that's right. We did. 
That was a long. And See, that seems years ago now, doesn't it? Great, dude. I hope we can get together and have beers with him at some point. Man, yeah. he was so fun. Yeah. But I felt like that show was the most out of control show we ever did, where I literally felt like we were just like going down a steep hill on a sled, <laughs> and all we could do was just hold on to the sled. Yeah. And try to like crash. And John was probably the next one after that where I kind of had that feeling. <laughs> yeah, you never. Well, the God always was, right, but yeah. the God always was, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the God always too. That was. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know what shit they were going to say next. Uh, yeah. You know, but it was, you know, it was an interesting year. It was a good year for the a good year for I think this uh, podcast. In you know, I think we've a lot of new people found us, and uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, as the year ends, I, I've just you know we've been you know we have a few people that we're, we've always been in contact with, and I've been trying to give some personal shout outs for happy new years and a lot of the people that i've talked to over the course of the year that I, even i haven't talked to for a couple months i'm like i don't have time to do this but i would love to you know if like oh man we haven't heard from this guy for a while i want to should give him a shout out yeah but make I don't sure know he's doing gonna, okay yeah yeah I don't know that i'm gonna have time to do that individually but all the people who have sent us messages and that we've talked to privately either neil just neil or just i or whatever man happy new year to you guys we're uh we 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 don't say it a lot but we do appreciate you know oh we do appreciate we 100%. do appreciate the support yeah, hundred percent. Probably would do this just to hear the sound of our own voices and just for fun. But it's you know it's it's a bonus when we know people are enjoying it. So and to be honest, I think maybe we're gonna do something kind of interesting for show one hundred. Um, I know we've kind of thrown the idea around before, and I'm not gonna tell people what it is yet. But uh, you know. Yeah. No, so, I love the idea. I don't know if it's practical or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can pre-record some of it too. Perhaps you know what I mean. It might, it might take three days. Yeah, and we we can pre-record some of the some of the segments and just splice them. I mean, you never can never tell. But uh, anyway, I think it's an interesting idea rather than doing what punk uh, yeah. what, what what punk news does, you know. Which uh... I'm gonna write a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and everybody act act it. Yeah. We don't really get to show off our voice acting skills. <laughs> yeah, except me doing my DJ voice, right? Well, I'll tell you, Neil, that 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 the the punk news podcast Christmas episode I think might be worth listening to this year. I think it was fun. All right. It was fun to record, at least. Okay. Uh, yours truly got to play three very important characters. Until you find out that all your stuff was cut out. <laughs> yeah, left on the cutting room floor. I played the big guy himself, Santa Claus. Hmm. I played modern, the modern Doctor Evil in, in Jeff Bezos, and I played most importantly, I played Tom Trauma. Yeah, John's John's got a thing about big corporations, doesn't he? He doesn't like Apple. He doesn't like Amazon. Basically, anything belong that begins with an A, he doesn't like, right? I guess. Yeah. Or anything that begins with a P, like punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All all I'll say about Amazon is, you know, if I buy something from them and they tell me it's going to be delivered the next day, guess what? I get it the next day. Yeah. That's all. I'll leave no, that it, one there. <laughs> it was fun. You know, the thing with John, he's got endless enthusiasm. And I think that's, it, I gotta tell you, that's kind of what drew me into punk news in the first place. He and I had don't see eye to eye on a number of different things. But the fact of the matter is, he is the energy that keeps this shit moving. So, well, he's not the energy that keeps right our now, shit moving. <laughs> well, that's true. It's beer that keeps our shit moving. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, we are still, you know, we are still a punk, uh, punk news affiliated podcast, and and it's been a good, it's been a great partnership. Honestly, there's no, I, I don't know that it'll end anytime soon. I don't know that we need it to still be a partnership, but I, I think overall it's been beneficial. So yeah, I think we could, and I think it's been beneficial for them too because I think we're drawing traffic that wasn't there before. So yeah, I think so. We got that old man, uh, the, old, the, old man. the angry old man, <laughs> the old crowd. man demographic. But it's the old people. Who... Not many of us, but we spend money. And yes, I was going to well, say that. See, we actually spend money. We don't just like stream shit, right? We actually buy true. buy physical things. 
That's true. As a matter of fact, I, I'd say it's worse than that. I can't stop buying physical things. Right. <laughs> it's, I, it's like I've been doing this so long, I don't even know what else to do. I'm almost embarrassed by the thing I bought a couple days ago because I was drunk and I got a decent bonus at Christmas and I don't even want to tell you what I bought. So. All right. Well, why don't you play me a song and then you can tell me, you can embarrass no, yourself. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm, not to. I'm, not, I'm too embarrassed to even talk about it. I talked about going first. You can talk about what you bought. Um... Right, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Um, like, I'm on an Effigies kick, and I just bought their first album. Um, I would love to get John Kesdy on the show. I think he'd be super, super interesting to have on the show, but I think pretty much... Uh, raccoon uh, Shelter? No, that's Jeff Pizzotti from Naked Dragon, my friend. Yeah. Jeff Pizzotti is... I mean, Jeff Pizzotti. John Kesdy is actually a state's attorney. He's a um, prosecuting attorney for the state of Illinois. So he he's went a, to come on and say something exactly uh, that and then and he has no show, social media presence at all so i have a feeling that might be a difficult one to get but i think it might be a super interesting interview i think he'd have a lot of interesting things to say about the scene back in the the midwest scene back in the early 80s about, like the, the beef with uh articles of faith and i think he would have a lot of stuff to say about that that would be very interesting would, yeah would be able- I don't know. It'd be interesting. It would be interesting because they, I think, unfairly got kind of lumped in with like the neo Nazi movement. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Even though um, I don't believe they ever they really any affiliation with it. Oh, God, no. They were just skinheads. But it's just so, you know, it's just, you know, I'm afraid, you know, and this is not something that started in the Trump era, but it got so much louder was the anyone who doesn't agree with me is a Nazi movement. Yeah. We, could do, a whole, we could do a whole show on that fucking ridiculous bullshit, you know? Yes, but anyway, he would be a great, and that you know what, Vic Bondi from Articles of Faith would probably be a good interview a as well. But uh, I, I, I love hearing Vic Bondi talks. Real bright guy. I don't know that we would be hand in hand very long politically, but he's he's no. obviously a. I, I don't need to agree with somebody if I feel like somebody's well researched and they're smart. I I can give them a lot of rope, you know. I, tell, tell tell the truth. I don't care who we have on the show. To be fair, I mean, I interview yeah, anybody sure. and you know hear what they have to say and sure. stuff, and you don't have, doesn't mean you have to agree with them. In fact, sometimes exactly. it's you exactly. know. We can, yeah. There's, there's, I we got to remember that as Americans, there's always more common ground than, you know, than things we differ on. So, yeah. anyway, all right. So what? I'm sorry. What are you gonna? You're gonna play? Oh an yeah, song that's right. Yeah, I was gonna play an effigy song. Yeah, I was gonna play the song. So this is, um, this is off the the album I was talking about, the first album, Forever Grounded, from 1984. This is the song Silent Burn from the Effigies. Fire. Maybe it's a thing and then the circle gets tight. It's strictly 
there. That was Silent Burn from the Effigies. Um, one of those bands that um, they showed that you don't have to be, you don't have to play a million miles an hour to be punk rock or to sound angry. Because um, everything the Effigies did sounded angry, even though they were a pretty mid-paced kind of band, right? They played everything with an attitude, and you could just tell they were pissed off about stuff. So that's something that's being lost, I think, in the in in some of the speed of the, a lot of bands playing. That uh, anger is being misconstrued as playing fast. So. Well, it's funny because you know, I and you've made fun of me about this, but I always talk about, and you, I know you agree with me in your heart of hearts, even though you make fun of, me. <laughs> but like. Necros are one of those bands. They're from Maumee, Ohio, always yes. associated with the Detroit scene. Where you listen to me like, these guys are so good. Why is their stuff not widely available? Right. I think Effigies fall into that category too. 100%. Like their early yeah. stuff was on Touch and Go. Like, why doesn't Touch and Go repress all this stuff? And it might be legal ish. I have no idea. I mean, it's not like there's a lot of money into it. You know, they're probably or a lot of money in it. You know, right. they could probably sell a thousand copies. But you know, the originals go for good money. That body bag single or whatever it's called, or, uh, remains non-viewable or whatever, that's, that thing goes for high dollar, I think. Yeah, body bag, the first 7-inch. Uh, yes, that that from 82, that goes for, yeah, that goes, that goes for getting on to, to 50 bucks, I think. Um, oh, so I guess that's not still too bad, but I just want, like, like can't you cause, give me a couple LPs with all this stuff on it? Well, the Haunted Town, the first EP, Haunted Town on Autumn, Autumn Records from 81, that goes for like 60 to $100 if you can get it. I've got it, but it's, uh, I mean, that goes for big money. It's a 12-inch with like the Chicago flag on it. Um, yep. Yeah, and Body Bag was a 7-inch, and that goes, for, see, it says 9 for self and 22, but maybe that's like a reissue. I'm talking about the original. Hold on, let me check this out a second. Oh, uh, yeah, you're well, talking, you're talking took, 50 bucks. They... You're talking 50 bucks, yeah. 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 So, well, they did a sing. They did like a CD on touch on touch and go. It was called Remains Non Viewable. Yes, it had, had a, everything on it. Yeah, it was a CD. It had like I don't pretty know if it had much everything, but it had all their. I think it had all their EPs. On. Yes, I don't think it had the LPs on it. it but had even some, that CD you can't even get anymore. Right, it had some. Yeah, it had some. Tra- it had all our early EPs and stuff, and then it had some yeah. tracks from the first album. But they were releasing albums. They released four albums, and the last one. They were releasing albums even, because they they like split, and then they'd get back together like 10 years later and stuff and play some stuff. But they actually released an album in 2007, which mm. most probably don't know about. And it's I, actually, actually, I heard I it. It's good. That. Yeah. It's as soon as you Re- tell me the name, I'll remember it. But It's called Reside. Reside, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was on CD only, because so, it was 2007. Okay. But uh, it's actually very, very good. I, I listened to it the other day. Remembered how wonderful CDs were when I was flying back and forth to Kentucky in my grandparents' Cadillac. It was, you know, I listened to a bunch of CDs. So I listened to, uh, you know, I listened to Boris the Sprinkler and I listened to Death Angel and I listened to, it was just nausea and I listened to, man, it was good. It was honestly. <laughs> I, I assume that was on the way back and the, the grandparents yeah, weren't yeah, in the car no at that point. We didn't listen to much, no. Maybe a little old time preaching or something. Yeah. No, we didn't, we didn't listen to much on the way down there. Like I said, they're both, they're both, my grandma sits in the back and, my grandfather, like the ear next to me, so mm-hmm. I was driving, mm-hmm. so the ear on my side doesn't work. So I had to talk really loud into like the corner of the car so that it comes back to his good ear. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then my grandmother's in the back going, what was the name of that little town that we went to the wedding at near here? Matt? <laughs> Matt? <laughs> Matt? It's just like, uh. You had that in your ear for but, eight and, hours? And I don't mean to make them see. I don't mean to make them sound overly enfeebled because you know they're not. They're not. They're not like enfeebled. You know, they're just. You know, they're just older. Right. Of course. Older folks. Yeah. So. Of course. No, and that's. Okay, so we're we, should look, gonna... we should look up to them. For God's sakes. Yeah. Exactly. They were. You know, my grand. 
grandfather fell in that age where he was just a hair too young for World War II and a hair too old for Korea. So, Well, here's the difference between us, my friend. My, yeah. grandpa, my grandpa was in on my dad's side because um, yep. we found photos when, on his medals when I was in England just now. He was in World War One. Yep. So he was uh, he was stationed in uh, in Egypt, as a matter of fact. In fact, we got we got we have photographs of him on a camel, and maybe I'll post them on the site. We got photographs of him on a camel in front of the uh, pyramids and shit. So yeah, that's World War One. So yeah. here you have first Neil Neil's grandfather was a camel jockey. <laughs> I believe that is the correct term, and I mean no racial offense by it. Okay, Tesco V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those comics that came in the original Meat Men Seven Inches. Oh, the classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have Kesdi on is because I figured it would have it would be really cool to talk about bands like the Necros and uh, yeah. and stuff like that. That because that early Midwest scene, I think, was very. They all knew each other. They all played together. They all, yep. you know, I think they all respected each other. And um, and that's why, like, Articles of Faith came in, like, a few years later, and there was a huge divide, because they were playing, like, the modern American hardcore stuff, and the yeah, effigies were very much... Yeah, they were serious, too. Articles of Faith, I mean, they, I, don't, I don't think they ever cracked a smile. No, and like I said, I saw them, and they were the most intense band I've ever seen, but they, yeah, I wouldn't say they were a good time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so that was the effigies. Um yeah, good good stuff. And I'd love to get him on, but I don't think it's going to happen. I even reached out to someone I know uh, who's a long time in the Chicago scene, and they were his kind of friends with his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or something, and even they said, "Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen." You can try calling one of the you can try calling him at his number at the New York, I mean at the Illinois um um state's prosecutor's office, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that." <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. You'd be like, what is this regarding? Yes, yes. <laughs> we want to get him on our podcast. It's called Punk Till I Die. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. He's probably he's probably about your age, I think. Yeah, I think he's a little, little bit older than me. Uh, but maybe, maybe a year maybe or like two. Maybe like 60s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and talking about that, I'm, fuck, I'm going to be 58 in like two weeks. A week. A week. Yeah. When's, are you that early in the year? I was actually supposed to be a Christmas baby, believe it or not. Uh, mm. Christmas Day was supposed it was my day, but I was obstinate and obstinate as ever. So I actually came out like ten days later. So yeah, Jan fourth. I'm January fourth is my birthday. This so, is the first time you were paying the ass to your mother, but not the last. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you know. That's so everyone said everyone, everyone send gifts, baby. Yeah, my younger my younger son is the, was the same way. He was he was man. He was like ten days later or something. Mm-hmm. Pain in the neck. Yeah. Always has been in the arse but anyway yeah what else neil i got one more song to play you do and i you know you? i'm wondering how you're gonna fit this into what we've been talking yeah, about I, but i'm go sort ahead. of regretting that i say <laughs> sort of regretting that i say this one for last well you could, ch- you, could, you, could, you could you could change it up if you want if you want to play something else instead you had okay. ray rocket but you can change that up if you'd like well and i love this i love his version of the song and as soon as we're done here i'm actually gonna go find a snack and listen to this record but let's, uh, yeah, let's change it up a little bit. Let's do, let's do a song from that last Seven Seconds album. Oh, okay, yeah, good choice, good choice. Um, 
because it was it was really great right up until the end they were great and they quit basically what they quit because they just said they couldn't do it physically anymore right i think yeah didn't the drummer have some kind of uh physical issue where he couldn't play the drums anymore and so kevin seconds you know to, to, to his to his credit he said listen i'm not doing it if it's not the original band so that was fair enough I well, think. it's but it's not the original band oh well but, then, then but i don't know that with him, he's been with him for 100 years or whatever yeah, right yeah I mean, he's not the original guy who played on the first DPs. I think he and his brother. I don't. I don't know. Didn't Kevin play guitar on the real early stuff? He did. And in fact, that is something else I got. The one early EP I didn't have was the very, very first one, the Skin, Bra- Skins, Brains, and Guts. I got that recently too. Great, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I got nine songs, seven inch. You yeah, I got. That, right? I got the original and alternative tentacles. So that's oh, you got the. I, the repress. I, I even did. just listened to the crew the other day, and I really think that album holds up as well as anything from, what was that, probably 82, 83? Uh, what, the, so cr- the crew? The first one? It, the yeah. first full length? Yeah, great stuff. 84, I believe, was it came out, yeah. Because okay. they had like a I couple of VPs out before then, yeah. I kind of like just grabbed, because I, I have my records alphabetically, but I have numbers first, so like mm-hmm. I think seven seconds might actually be my like first 12 inch in the stack. So I've been kind of working my way through them. Yeah, see, mine, just is, be... mine would be four skins right before some okay. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't have anything but four skins. <laughs> well, you should. So, so anyway, i got to pick a song, I guess, huh? Yeah, you do, off of that last album. Uh, the album was called Leave a Light On, correct? Yeah, I think, actually, let's just do the title track. It's a great song. Okay, so this is uh, Seven Seconds, the classic Seven Seconds, with the title track off the 2014 album, Leave a Light On.
leave a light on by seven seconds. Um, off the, that's the album that's got the dog on the cover with the sticks in its mouth, right? Yep. Now, was well, that... Yeah, well, sorry, go ahead. Was that on Rise Records? And like, why did you get it from them? Is that was that the, the well, label? Just, I had, so I had the CD. I had the CD, but they just they were doing like a Black Friday thing, selling LPs for ten bucks or something. So I just grabbed it. Oh, okay. So that was that that was the album. Uh, the album because they were on side one dummy for a while. And, uh, yep. yep. No. And, yep. This yeah. is on Rise. Some was on Rise, and it's it's a beautiful like marbled green. Honestly, it's a oh, really nice. great. And, yeah. And they threw like a Lucy like CD and envelope in there. Oh, nice. Which I always find that, like, what am I going to do with that? But anyway. Yeah, it's interesting that they do that. I mean, because if you're going to do that, just throw up a, a online code or something, If you know, a, a streaming code or something, yeah. rather than a well, like physical said, I'm CD. Not CD. I'm really not. I have lots of them, and I'm not, anti, I'm not anti-CD, but I don't know. I guess maybe you could listen to the car or whatever, but oh, so, I don't so, know. So when you were driving with the grandparents, did you have the classic American yep. thing? Did you put the cruise control on, or did you not? No, I don't use cruise control. See, I don't either, and it's funny. Every obviously, every American car you get has cruise control, but I don't know that I've ever used it. Which, naturally, driving through Indiana, it would be useful because Jesus. Yeah, if you want to fall asleep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, you actually, you might want to actually do a, a tiny bit of steering every once in a while. I mean, uh, is, if you're using cruise control, you you pretty much have to depend on the people around you not driving like total idiots, because and when you get these people that take a phone call and they go down to 65 and then they hang up and they go 85. You know what I mean? You kind of have to count on everybody else sort of maintaining their speed. Otherwise you're just constantly on the brake of the gas anyway. So, well, the big advantage of cruise control though, I think is right. Especially a state like Indiana where the Indiana state police are notorious assholes for giving uh, out of town as tickets that at least you'll know you were only going cash before you leave. Yeah. That you'll know at least you were only going 55 cause that's what you had or 60, whatever it is there that you had the cruise control on 60 or 65. So, you know, you're pretty safe. Yeah. It's definitely, I definitely struggled with even sticking to my own sort of warped speed limits, but, uh, yeah, it was good, man. I, I, I'm going to give a shout out to our man, Ricky down there in Cincinnati, because I wish I would have had time to meet up with him and have a beer and, do a little record shopping, but I was Christmas Eve and I just did not have time. Oh, you know who I we have to give a shout out to? Who's that? We have to give a shout out to our to our friend Adam Conley in Australia for all the uh, all the artwork yeah, we, he's given us. We so do, Adam, we, uh, and and it's it's all on Neil to start using that stuff more because it looks it all looks good. We're it does. He, he, does a, he does a great job. So if you've ever seen, you know, I he does the I do the ads for the uh, for the interview shows and stuff. I throw them up on our Instagram and I'll throw them up on the Facebook too. You know, with our logo and stuff and the name of the person we're interviewing. So that's all cur- comes courtesy of Adam Conley in uh, Australia. So and he's going to do a... people like uh, you know spend their own time to do art for us the right. guy who did the caricatures too was why well, can't i think it was first name right now aaron his name was yeah aaron in yeah. chicago right yeah from chicago yeah he just got a new job as well so good luck with that aaron um he runs a little print shop neil maybe maybe it's a potential for if we need to get some more stuff done it might be a well he actually said he le- he left the place that was doing t-shirts unfortunately so the last place he worked at where he got us the stickers and turntable mat which you don't have yet he doesn't work there anymore he's gone to a different place a little further north so I don't know if he... he stole all the supplies to make that stuff for us <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure <laughs> but uh but yeah adam's still he's even made us a nice thing for our album of the year which on our next next episode which will be episode i feel like we're like sort of teasing this neil like we're sort of edgelording this thing <laughs> well, we, <laughs> well, just... well we are but it's it's, it's, but it's going to be our last one of the year, so it's fine. And we're going to do our top ten albums of the year. It's, and, one, it's going to be the last one of the year. You'll hear it in February. 
Yeah. Yes. You know what? Well, that's oh, the thing, actually. You know what? Our top ten. This is going to be our cumulative. Like this is going to be the punk till I die list. I mean, you and I are punk till I die. I mean, it's just the two of us, right? Right. But this is the albums that you and I. This is our consensus sort yeah, of albums. Exactly. So we're going to talk no, about. No, you're the... number one. And your number one, nor my number one overall, will be on the list. But it's the consensus of the ones we both love. Yeah, and it's all so. and it's all punk top tens too. It's not because uh, because no. you know me, I'd have Morrissey at number one, and and Tom yeah. would probably have some metal album or fucking uh, <laughs> what what. What's his name? Who's your Who's your favorite guy from the eighties? What? Oh, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. You'd have Huey Lewis at number one. His reissue of Sports or something. I don't think he did a new album in twenty twenty. Oh, he didn't reissue Sports or something for the fiftieth time. Okay. You know, you know, it's funny. You know, I, you know, we we we're gonna wrap it up on this, but I swear we're gonna wrap it up on this. But you, uh, you know, I I told you this year, my wife loves Bon Jovi, right? Yes. I had tickets to particular see Bon Jovi. It was one of the more selfless things I've done in my life. And uh, we we're going to have a, go to Detroit and have a good weekend. And, of course, it got canceled with the vid. But then Bon Jovi comes out and redoes the fairy tale oh, of New York. Oh, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, my God, dude. That is so bad. You've heard it, right? It was like, it's like when white people try to do soul music. You know, it just had no soul. It was it, just bland, right? It's but it's like he lost the whole point of the song. Like the whole point of the song is he's supposed to have that interplay between the male and the female. And he did he did both voices. So you couldn't even fucking tell. <laughs> Do you recognize that other voice? Because there's another voice there, like a man. Oh, so we sing into a man. I thought it was him doing both voices, but just with a different accent. Maybe he's more open minded than you and I are. Maybe he's <laughs> trying to make it for modern times. Well, I guess that explains why he couldn't say faggot, right? I guess that explains that. Like where they refused to use the gay slur. Oh, jeez, but it was so, so bad. It was like you, I said, I think on the, on the thing, I said he must be very talented because somehow he's managed to pull all of the uh, all all of the all of the beauty out of that song. Yeah, oh, whatever. It was, it was it was what it was. Most I, I'm gonna. Go I mean, it was awful. Most, is what it was. I go ahead and say that most Bon Jovi fans had never heard that song. That see to me because it's, it's funny in England. It was so funny. A, when we had my mother's wake, we spent a lot of time talking about this song last year at Christmas too because it was already under fire, and this year it's far worse. But anyway, go ahead. no, but I was just going to say, so what, my mother's wake. It was just interesting the difference. So at my mother's wake, um, my my nieces are totally like the like, some people are Christmas nuts, and my nieces are Christmas nuts, right? So they started playing Christmas songs at my mother's wake. And um, that was one of the ones. And you know, it was it's the Pogues. It was kind of a, a, a minor hit. Did play that at the way? That's funny. But yeah, yeah, well, exactly. So I would never have even known they would have known that song. But I guess it's the it's the number one Christmas song in England. That and Mariah Carey. Those two were the number one Christmas songs and have been for ten years. So everybody knows that song. So how can you Mariah Carey even? Oh, that makes me sick knowing that Mariah Carey is making billions of dollars off that stupid song. Off that stupid. Yeah, I think it was number one for Christmas. Yeah, I think that was. But but, but it's, yeah. It's, you know, the thing we talked about last year was something I read that where that song generates millions of dollars of revenue every year. Fairy Tale New York. Yeah. Like I say, Amazing. everybody in England, yeah. even my like 20 year old nieces know it, you know. So I was amazed to see them jumping around to it. I was like, Jesus, you don't even know the fucking pogues are, but fine. You know, it's a good song. Gotta just go for me to get teeth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You poor man looks like a corpse. Yes. There's no peace on earth, I said, Neil. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. 
Yeah. Well, all right. With so our let's... Christmas episode, I think that's a good one to go out on. Tom, what do you think? Yeah. yeah thanks for listening as usual. And we will, uh, we will be back with our with our list, our very yes. controversial best of the year list. Our best like I said, of the year. This is going to be a list. We didn't do this last year. We, you know, we're, we don't ever think of anything ahead of time. But this is going to be a thing. I'm telling you, bands are going to fight tooth and nail to get on this list. It's going to be like like screw Rolling Stone, screw Billboard. If we can get on the Punk Till I Die top end of year list, we can die happy. That's because we have taste, though, so people will like it. So I think it's good. Our friends. Exactly. So, so anyway, yeah, so we'll talk to you again soon. Um, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. Say something, say something Tom. See you later. <laughs> there you go. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>